Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Uh, thank you very much for having me again. We've got a good show lined up here today. Sounds Super. good. We're back to Chapter 3 of the case for IBC. Hey, and as a reminder, if you don't have the book, go to infinitebanking.org, go to the store, get yourself a copy of uh, Nelson's um, uh, last book that it was published with his name on it. It's useful. This is the third part in a seven part series where Jim and I are gonna go through the book and help you digest it. And really Jim, I think as we were building out, hey, how, what are we gonna talk about here? This really becomes a, uh, an FAQ episode because we're asked about this almost uh, by every client and prospect that we work with. And uh, so this is actually gonna be a really useful uh, episode for everyone uh, as we go through this. Absolutely. So one of the things he starts off with is he talks about term versus permanent. So we have to think about when we're looking at life insurance for infinite banking, we look at it a little bit differently than somebody buying life insurance for death benefit. Now there is death benefit, obviously it's a life insurance contract. There are other ancillary benefits like um, illness protection, et cetera. Right. Yeah. But we're going to look at it from a, from a point of cash value. So let's look at, let's say that we have, um, we have a, a, a spectrum of efficiency when it comes to cash value. Okay. So here's our spectrum from here to here on this side, the least efficient from a cash value standpoint, and this side, the most efficient from a cash value standpoint. Now let's talk about the least efficient for a second. You put in a dollar, you would have zero dollars. Okay, but you, in this scenario, by the way, you'd have a ton of death benefit. What's that called? Term. Term insurance. Now, term insurance, Nick, has one benefit. <laughs> Sign the paperwork, go outside, get run over by, uh, get killed by getting run over by a truck. Now that's how you win, right? But the only benefit is death benefit. Like you said, to get anything out of it, you got to die. Yep. Now, to me, people buy term insurance for temporary needs, right? Like maybe a loan to protect something, you know, business buyout. I mean, there's better ways to do it, but that's why people buy it. But sure. one of the interesting things about term is, are you betting with the insurance company or against them? You're betting against the house. You're betting against the house. Now, how does that, how, what does that work out in Vegas? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You know, in, in the what does the house or the insurance company have on its side? It has actuarial science, not actuarial art, actuarial science, which means if they're willing to give you the insurance, you're less than 1%, a lot less than 1% that you're going to ever have that policy pay out, a lot less than 1%. Yep. And, and if you buy term insurance at 35, they'll give you a 30-year term policy. 
because they know your chances of dying between 35 and 65 are very slim. That's right. Right. Now you go try to get that same policy after 65 and there's no way they're giving it to you because they know that your chances of dying after 65 <laughs> are a lot better, right? hundred percent chance I'm dying. hundred percent chance you're dying after 65, 1% <laughs> chance, less than 1% chance you're dying before 65. Okay. So term insurance, that's term insurance. By the way, that's what the entertainer Dave Ramsey would have you buy, right? Yeah. That's why he's an entertainer and we're advising and coaching people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the most efficient would be something like this is would be a one pay policy. I put in a dollar, I have a dollar of cash value that I can use and let's say I have a little bit more than a dollar of death benefit. Okay, so that sounds pretty good, right? I, I mean, it's basically you know, like my checking account with the death benefit, I put in a dollar and I got a dollar. But here's the problem with that is that the government decided that that's not life insurance. I wonder why. <laughs> and, and these single pay policies, they came uh, and they became popular. They were really universal life based at the time. And they were um, like in 1980, EF Hutton um, kind of uh, developed this and stockbrokers sold more of this stuff than life insurance agents ever thought about selling. Okay. To the point where the government passed and finally, in 1988, they had three different changes in the law that affected this that were tied to other um, uh, amendments. But they they changed that. And on this spectrum, by the way, if I put in a dollar, Nick, and I have a dollar to use, what's my cost? Zero. Zero, right? And again, if I have a dollar of death benefit, then what's the risk? Well, there is none. None. And life insurance is designed to put the risk on the insurance company who has all of these uh, ways to protect themselves and selection, law of large numbers, all of the things that make insurance work. And this kind of took it out of the hands of the insurance companies and made it where there was no risk. Now, by the way, the insurance companies had no problem with you giving them all their all your money. Right. <laughs> and if we could still sell this, the like, like, they were back in the 80s we'd have a, a line wrapped around the, the 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 street around the state frankly absolutely absolutely so they came up with this line called the modified endowment contract line or the mech line okay now by the way they did this with section 72 7702 of the irc the irs code right internal revenue yep. code and um this is changing in 2021 and there's a reason why it's changing and i'll get to that here in a second um now this isn't in the book because the book wasn't written in 2021 but um but i think it's important to know and what this says though this mech line is it says anything on this side of the line between the line and dollar for dollar acts like a qualified plan it's a mech it's not life insurance okay and it acts like a qualified plan with all the rules, penalties, uh, taxation of a qualified plan. Okay. Yeah. We don't want this. So what we do is, by the way, like universal life, variable universal life. And I'll, uh, and you know, he talks about this in the, in the book and equ uh, equity index universal life. They're all somewhere in the middle there. Now those, what they're doing is you're, you're combining term insurance with some type of side fund 
Side fund could be tied to interest rates, which wouldn't be very smart right now because they're very low. Could be tied to the stock market, which isn't very wise because now you're basing life insurance down the road on the stock market. Or it could be the index of the stock market, right? Which again, still part of the stock market. And what happens is this term cost goes up every single year. And as long as these things outpace the term costs, which they will until you're about 65, and then it all goes bad. Now, if you now that now if there's somebody listening in the audience and says, Well, I think universal life is great. Okay, now remember when I said it was developed in 1980, right? And they had universal life because interest rates were so high in the 80s. <laughs> and then it then then that then interest rates went down. So then they came up with variable universal life. So what you're doing there is you're buying term insurance and then the money's going into a sub account that's like a mutual fund. It's not a mutual fund, but it's like a mutual fund. It mirrors certain mutual funds. Well, when the market started going up and down and not straight up like in the 80s, well, they said, that's no good. So let's, let's go back to index universal life. <laughs> and that's the latest thing. So it's failed twice in 40 years. Wow. Life insurance, whole life insurance has been around since the 1650s in England. So which one would you rather go with? Something that's been over around over 300 years or something that's failed twice in the last 40 years? <laughs> By the way, this can be sexy. The illustration, yeah. and I'll talk about illustrations in a minute. This, is, this looks like, hey, I got lots of potential upside, right? Mm. And you hope the market goes up. And what yeah. do we say about hope, Nick? Not a strategy. That's right. It's not a strategy. Okay. So here's our vanilla whole life dividend paying whole life insurance, right? Nick, we can combine this, which has guarantees in it, right? Yep. And we can combine a paid up additions rider, which is a one pay policy. This is a rider that's available on a whole life policy. So we can combine the two of these and we can get this efficiency right next to that line without crossing it. Now, that's how you design a policy for infinite banking concept. On the internet, you'll see people that wanna take this, combine it with these two things and move that line. Here's the problem we're gonna show that once these policies get really efficient, I don't wanna move that line that way. I wanna move the line back this way because this whole life policy is gonna get real efficient. And forgive my, 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 my uh, example of that, but it's kind of like in my car has a twin turbo something, right? Charger, I just know it's fast. But what gets it off the line is the turbocharger. What gets it up to top speed is the engine. This is like the turbocharger. This is like the engine. Eventually, I want this to take over. Make sense? Yeah, that was a lot better than the airplane analogies I've heard before. I know. I, 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 I appreciate didn't even that. Try. I didn't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at a policy on this uh, joke. I mean, this uh, gentleman, uh, Nick Costco. Oh. So as, as you know, audience, we would never show you an illustration that has somebody's actual name on it. So we're using Nick as our guinea pig. 
I kind of like that, Nick. That's fun. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I can roll right. with whatever. So let's look at what's happening here. We're looking at a $100,000 premium, okay? Now, by the way, in the audience, we have people that are putting um, a, few or a few thousand dollars a year, and we have people that are putting millions of dollars a year in their, in, in their policy, in their banking system. It's their banking system, not ours, right? So um, we don't, I mean, you, what you want to put in there is a personal decision on how big you want your banking system to be and, and how big you can build it. All right, so yeah. let's look at what's happening. The first year I put in 100,000, I have 62,000. My increase, obviously, this column right here is 62,000. The next year I put in 100,000. Hey, Jim, I in that first year, how yes. long did you, if, if you wanted to, to do this, to do banking, how long did you have to wait to use the 62,000? Less than 30 days. We okay. always say 30 days because um, the bank, they have to, you know, they have to show the insurance company that it's cleared your bank that, and yeah. everything else. And it's, and once that happens, then it's available for use. You request the loan. Some yeah. of the companies we use, we can get loans in 24 hours. Some take three days, you know, so I'm, I'm going to say less than 30 days to um, under promise and over deliver. We've and had just, it happen in a week. And, and what, what's important for everyone in the audience to understand is when Nelson wrote his original book, Becoming Your Own Banker, he used these examples and it appears that there's four years, seven years, uh, you know, seasoning and waiting periods. And, and Nelson was just doing this. At, he was doing it as an example. It's not it's it's not in stone. So one of the things that is is important to understand is that you can put this money in motion right away. And that's why I asked the question. Absolutely. And and we're going to want to the way that we coach our clients on how to do that is. Um, oops, sorry about that is um, OK. So here's the other thing. So the next year, now, by the way, the first year, remember, we're going to own the bank. We're not the customer at the bank. The customer never has to make an investment, but the owner does. All right. Yeah. So that's why you have some cash drag in the beginning there. Yeah. Um, and what is that cash drag? It's the cost to set up the policy, the commissions in the policy, the uh, administrative fees, all of that stuff. It's all front loaded into that first year, the cash drag. Okay. Hey, Jim, when this second year, when you go to like, we, we, me as the customer, I said, Hey, I want to put a hundred thousand dollars a year in and, and we need to do that in year one, but year two here, how much do I have to put into it? Well, you, you could put, you know, $40,000 divided by 12 yeah. you know, okay, monthly, cool. but you know, yeah. annually you would put in anywhere from 40 Yep. And then up to the MEC line, which would be higher than the 100,000 a little bit. But I, we like to tell people from 40 to say 100. Yeah, that's okay. my range. All right, cool. All right, now I'll, I'll stop interrupting you and you can that's go That's okay. On. No, I just, it's, it's good. <laughs> so the next year I put in 100, I have $98,286. Just about like my checking account at that point. Just about like my checking because, I mean, I promise you, you can't buy almost $3 million of term insurance for, for that, uh, for 1700 bucks. Right. Right. All right. The next year I put in a hundred, I have a, right at a hundred, a little bit more. Okay. Now yes. it's like my checking account dollar for dollar. So if it's, you know, that's, it's, it's a cash flow system. 
So the next year I put in 100, I have 102. Now I'm starting to leverage. Well, yeah. one, remember I said that we would want the paid up additions and, and but the, that eventually the whole life would take over. Sure. So in this example, we dropped that $60,000 paid up additions rider off and we only capitalized with 40,000. Our okay. 40,000 has an increase. Now here's our total cash value over here, right? Is our increase is 45,000. Right, so I put in 40, I have 45,000 to use. Now, this is going to be important in my next example. So let's just jump ahead, though, Nick, to year 10. Okay. 40, it goes up 66. <laughs> I'm winning. Right? Now, here's the thing that I want you guys to realize something. Okay, when I'm showing you these numbers, these numbers are two different things, okay, inside this insurance contract. This is the current market conditions current market conditions are historically low interest rates which means dividends are historically low and this dividend is only at 4.75 okay the guarantee is at four okay now here's the cool thing look nick after 10 years i put in 640 i have 652,000. What investment do you have in your life where you are guaranteed to have more money after 10 years than you have put in it? I don't know of one. There's not one, right? Okay, so here's the other thing. Over here, I put in 640, same, right? This is the same policy. Here's the guaranteed values and here's the current market conditions, non-guaranteed with dividends, okay? That's the dividend and dividends are down but it still works fine. And I'm gonna show you why here in a second. But I have 682,000. Now I'm guaranteed about 97% yep. of my projected. Again, where else can you get that guarantee? So <laughs> we, talked, we talked about guarantees in the last episode. Absolutely. Hey, we can choose. It, Nick, we can, we can design your future where failure is or isn't an option, where there is a guarantee and where there's not a guarantee. Which one would you like? I'll take the guarantee. I'll take the guarantee. Okay. I knew you were a smart guy. All right. <laughs> so, by the way, in a universal life over here, this isn't current scale. There isn't this guaranteed. There's projections. Okay? Projections. And, and you know what a projection is? Hope. We're hoping that your policy does this. You yeah, know what hope he, is? Uh, not, somewhere a I heard, not a strategy. Hey, not a, you know, I might hope I'm going to lose, lose 30 pounds, but if I don't have a, if I don't have a <laughs> game plan, guess what? That hope and, and, and that hope and five bucks will get me a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Okay. So, all of this makes sense. He's talking about the life insurance contract. We're going about it in a little bit different way. Yeah. Right. But then what does he talk about after he talks about the life insurance? So, so just before we go, I just want yeah. everybody to realize this is just one example. It's giving you, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of noise out on the internet about these illustrations and whatnot. And, and our aim is just to provide you a little signal amongst the noise. Okay. And that's Absolutely. just to say, Hey, be an educated buyer, be an educated 
uh, person when you're when you're trying to decipher uh, what's out there, there there is a there's a lot of illustrations out there showing a lot of dividend uh, just realize there's more than meets the eye with that and and that's why we're talking about the guarantees and we're building a banking system okay so jim just asked me do you want one where failure is an option it's not an option of course i want it where it's not an option so ju just understand that we're here to help you sort through all that so What's the most important part of this? What did Nelson belabor? That this is a process, not a product, okay? Just so happens the ideal product is a specially designed life insurance contract, but now we gotta put it to work. And so what does that look like, Jim? Can you, can you walk everybody through that? Yeah, so I'm gonna just take a minute and walk everybody through this, kind of wrap this chapter up with this. All right, so Nick, you buy this insurance policy, okay? And it's designed and we're gonna use it for cash value. Now, it still has to be life insurance and you still have to qualify for it to be life insurance from the insurance company's perspective. And it's really two things, your health and your financial situation, right? You know, you can't buy $50 million worth of life insurance on somebody that makes 10 grand a year. Because guess what? That's somebody's gonna be tempted to take them out, <laughs> right? Okay, you know, somebody's spouse is gonna say, well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I'd rather have the 50 million. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. All right. Now this policy, by the way, it does have death benefit. It has illness protection, all those things that a life insurance contract has, and it grows guaranteed every day uninterrupted. Remember one of our attributes was consistent growth. Yes. Right. Okay. Now we're going to buy it from a mutual insurance company. And the reason is that a mutual insurance company is owned by the policyholders. Okay. Which means that we have a contractual right to borrow up to 100% of our cash value and an interest only loan from the insurance company. Okay, Nick, this is where some people get confused. It's the <laughs> insurance company's money. Our money doesn't go anywhere. It stays in there and grows in a tax potentially tax-free, right? And all they do is put a lien on our cash value. That means I can't take their money and my money and run. They wouldn't be in business very long if they allowed that, right? So a couple a couple really important points. I don't want to get glossed over because you said a couple big things there. One, we're doing this with a mutual insurance company. That means that we are part owner in this business. We're going and borrowing money from a financial institution we are part owner in. Also, you said we're taking an interest only unstructured loan. Good luck finding that anywhere else, right? Because when we want to take a loan, we don't apply for it. Jim, it's, early, it's earlier in the day. We could have our money in our account, our checking account tomorrow wired to us if we wanted to. All, we, all we're doing is saying we want a loan not going through the application process. So it's it's the best loan that I've ever been able to find. Okay. Here's the other thing, Nick, is I don't think I told you this, but a week or so ago, I, I lent some money to somebody uh, with really good terms. And yeah. I had that money in the same day. Same day. I you ordered it early. Yeah. morning and I got, and they wired. Now, um, I don't know if Kelly pulled some strings or threw somebody <laughs> down on the ground and twisted their arm behind their back, but, but 
uh, I got my money the same day. Okay, so it's a line of credit. You know, like for you business owners out there, you understand lines of credit versus loans, right? Okay, now think about this for a second. Now I have other people's money, right? And I have use and control of it. Remember what we said is one of the attributes was control. Okay, so here you are, Nick. Okay, you're now you have other people's money. You're yeah. going to take it and you're going to invest it, let's say, in real estate. And we're going to invest in this real estate because it's a cash flowing asset. So it makes money while it grows in value over here. Okay. So while it's growing in value, making money, and it has tax benefits. I like that. That money comes back to you. Now, you could turn around and put it right back in motion, creating velocity. If you put it back and give it back to the insurance company, any principal that you pay, remember, you don't have to pay principal, but any principal that you pay, every dollar that you pay reduces your lien, increasing your net cash value. Nice. Now, when you pay the bank your mortgage payment, what do they do? They loan it out again as fast as they can. So now Nick is going to do real estate number two. Now, by the way, remember Nelson says in the book, you can do any, you know, you have to use your imagination. I could put on here that it's, I could put on here that it's um, a business, anything like that. It could be hard money lending. It could be anything. Okay. Yep. Cash flowing assets. All right. Let me jump to the chase here. I just keep doing this over and over and over creating velocity of money. And what I'm doing is I'm getting money to flow to me instead of away from me. Okay. Here's the cool thing, Nick, is that <laughs> I have over here my insurance contract. I have a rate of return inside that insurance contract. I have my assets growing. I have a rate of return for their growth. I've got this cash flow. So I have rate of cash flow for these assets. And over here, I have death benefit. So I have legacy return. Okay. I get it all. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on a second. I, if I was in a mutual fund, I'd have to choose this yeah. or this. But I get both. It's an and asset. I get both sides of the ledger. And by the way, Nick, if you were if you were an accounting major, <laughs> I know that I got the assets on the wrong side, okay? But just this is the way the flow works in my head. Yeah, just just know everyone, the way that we've been taught taught about money is that money it's either or it's either in your pocket or it's buying a candy bar or buying a piece of real estate and, and nelson belabored this one word in the book think we have to be willing to rethink our thinking and you know it, i know it, it challenges our brain to think that money can be multitasked uh but 
as you dig into this, you see people think, oh, it's too good to be true. Now, once we understand how the insurance company works and how they're putting the money in motion themselves, we're, we just get first right of the cash, then it's not so unbelievable. It's not too good to be true. This is not even sort of a get rich quick scheme. No, but but what I do feel like we have the privilege of doing is having a lot of high level conversations with fantastic people that, that are looking to do exceptional things in their lives with their banking system. And, um, you know, we had the, the really the pleasure of Nelson and Carlos and Bob putting together this great book, the case for IBC. Um, you know, hopefully everyone's enjoying this. Again, if you're just uh, catching the last part of this, go to infinitebanking.org. Uh, get your get yourself a copy of the case for IBC. Uh, dig into that. Go to createtailwind.com. Click on the contact us button. Right. Let's uh, finish this up because this isn't done yet. Oh, no. All right. All right. All right. Because, you know, you didn't let me interrupted me and you didn't let me finish. All right. <laughs> because, Nick, all this money that's growing in here is tax free. Right, you have access at zero percent tax. Over here, especially if you're doing real estate, it's tax favored. Okay, now, yeah. Nick, you get this, you get this, and this is the process. Okay, so it's not about the life insurance contract. It's, it's, a, it's about this whole thing. Infinite banking and what they talk about at the end of the chapter is how policy loans work and everything, which we're showing you a little bit about that. And we're showing you that it's a process, not a product. All right. Now you can wrap it up. All right. I forgot about our tax invisible piece on there. Hey, just go to, you know, go to, go to infinitebanking.org, go to createtailwind.com contact us if you want to delve in more just know there's so there's there's it's not complicated um but we're here to answer your questions we're here to serve uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this and we've got uh, four more uh, episodes in this series we're looking forward to to delivering those here in the coming weeks uh any last words jim no all i would say is that you know you're either in the rat race or the herd or you're not and the only way that you can get out and it was in our Bible devotional today is people have to take action. And he, in, in the devotional, they gave great examples of people taking action in the Bible and they took action in a big way. But yeah. the first thing that you do is you, you, you take a little step. The little yeah. step is what Nick said, is you read the book, you go on our website, you go to our YouTube channel, you, you kind of learn a little bit more about it, right? Or you listen to more podcasts. And you could subscribe to the podcast. That would be awesome. And you could rate the podcast. That would be awesome. As, yeah. as long as you rate it a five. No, it's, that's, the, that's the only appropriate rating. That's the only appropriate rating. I like that. All right. Until next time, Nick, thank you so much. Audience, thank you for bearing in there with us for probably a little bit longer than we expected this to run. But hopefully you learned something. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Oliver. Thank you, Nick. Have a great day and let's break away. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.